Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special holiday edition of GovGeeks Assemble. Level up your 9 to 5 on 95. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are... The GovGeeks. Excellent, the GovGeeks. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, yeah, we're a little bit more festive today, right? Right. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, it's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So, Merry Christmas Eve to you all. And happy holidays to everyone else as well. Thank you so much for joining us. So, our topic today is talking about COVID and really how to stay relevant during this time. We have a couple of tips that might be very helpful for all of you. But until then, before we get into it, we just wanted to wish you a toast and say thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate you on this journey. Salud. Salud. Okay, so staying relevant during COVID. Uh, what do we mean by that, Karen? Well, essentially, you still want to make sure you're able to progress in your career. Right. And we wanted to just address the elephant in the room with COVID that we've had to change a lot of how we do things personally, professionally, across the board. So we're just gonna talk about some things that we've done, mm -hmm. some things that we've seen that are positives in the workplace, maybe Absolutely. some negatives, right. and just how to adapt, really. Of course. I mean, the important thing is really looking after you as an individual and thinking of yourself as a whole and complete person. It's not just you at work and then you flip on the switch and you're able to forget everything at home or vice versa. It really peels into both areas. So the more you take care of yourself, the better off you're going to be. And looking at yourself as a term of relevance, that, that's an interesting term, how to stay relevant. Of course, you as a person are entirely still relevant. But professionally, as we continue to grow and develop, we want to make sure that we are at the front of our profession or our field to allow us to continue to grow and to develop. So that's what we mean by relevant as well. Right. And I think not only making sure you remember that you as yourself is a whole person, but your team as well, right. those that you work with in the beginning of this, which is still going on now, you have to think of not only your own situation, but how is your team dealing with the current situation. There's childcare, right. public transportation, all sorts of things that are impacting their ability to do their job and do it well, and even have the tools necessary to do it. So I know we went through a lot of that. And then many of us taking some time to work from home, either a little bit or exclusively. And so how do you balance that working from home where it's hard to separate the, right. this is office this is work this is personal sure when it starts to all kind of combine oh absolutely and, and i know we're looking at this now uh later on in december uh, as you can tell by the the festivities and everything and this has been a topic of conversation a whole lot in other areas as well but we just wanted to bring the conversation back to it again especially during the holiday season to really allow us to reflect on the ideas about the at becoming and staying relevant professionally during this time. So yeah, you know, Karen, you brought up some really good points about what we've seen and what we've experienced and what has worked. And I think now is a great time to kind of reflect on some of these things that we've talked about or seen ourselves as well. Right. Um, and I think the first strategy that we have is mm -hmm. to um, make sure that you stay in front of your audience. Right. Right. And I know we had to adapt because Many times our audience was in person. So we would Absolutely. go do presentations. Right. In we, person. <laughs> right. In person with, you know, 
large auditoriums full of people, uh, students specifically, or conference rooms full of people. And right now, that's just not the way to do it. So how do we stay relevant? So what we did is we then started to adapt and do a lot of these things online. Absolutely. Yeah, in fact, one of them is coming up here pretty soon, our 14-day GovGeek Challenge. Uh, the first one that we ran was really engaging and interactive and fun. Uh, we want to open it up for more people. But it's one of those things that we would typically do, again, in person, but we can't really do that now, given the virtual settings that we're in. So we shifted things from uh, something that is more in person again to something that's more online. Uh, not to mention all of our ongoing podcasts that we're doing now as well. Uh, the whole show topic from nine to five on I-95, uh, we were driving in every day. During our commute. <laughs> during our commute and, and recording this. And obviously we're not driving. Right, we're not commuting point. in together. So. <laughs> so in order to continue to make this relevant, here we are. We um, set up things here in the house and everything. Um, but that, I think, is the, the larger thing in, in terms of the point here. It's to really take in what is important to you what the subjects are, or what you uh, are doing in day-to-day -day for your work and your activities, and think about, well, how can you still do them in a way that is meaningful and impactful, not just for yourself, but also for the people that you're working with, so you continue to stay in front of your audience. Right, and I think as far as audience, you have to understand, well, what does my audience need right now? Right. Like, we have a partnership with several organizations, mm -hmm. and, right, and they have reached out to us to do virtual um, conferences yeah. so we and, and sessions where we talk about different professional development and uh, we understand what they need, what they're looking for. And we also touch on the impact of COVID, like let's say on their internship. Right. How do you manage an internship when you're not physically there because of COVID? How do you talk with your supervisor when you're not physically there? How do you keep in, in touch with them and understand what their expectations are? especially in this type of environment. So I think it was definitely very helpful for us to think about it from that perspective. Of course. And then for the managers and supervisors working with them and they're asking questions like, well, how do I keep my team engaged? I'm usually able to have conversations with them, walk down the hall, talk with them, work on different projects, things like that. And now they just can't do that in the same way. So it's all about, well, how do you adjust for all of that? And then also, if your audience, if you're applying for different positions or jobs, you still want to stay relevant for the job seekers that are out there looking for individuals to hire. So how is it that you are in front of them if you can't go to networking receptions or you can't do other things like that? So how can you stay relevant for them? Well, some of the things that we've experienced, what we've seen is, again, to do online or virtual. So Zoom and other web conferences services still really partaking in that, volunteering to speak at some of those sessions, attending them uh, virtually, or even keeping in touch with your audience if they're hiring managers or others by picking up the, the phone and, and calling them or sending them an email and engaging them in more ways than one. Right. And many schools have virtual recruiting tools now. So that's another way to make sure that as an employer, I'm able to get in that door. And then as a student or a you know, prospective employee, you can go that route. Of course. Yeah. And the thing again is that no matter where you are in your career, if you're a student and you're looking to get into government, or if you're a seasoned veteran and you're in the senior executive service and you've been you know, working for 40 or 50 years, it's still the same thing. How do you adjust what you do for your audience needs? 
Right. And I think one other kind of side tip here on staying in front of you, staying in front of your audience and staying relevant is also as a professional, you're going to have to learn some new skills right. sometimes. I, I know that I saw this a lot during COVID when we went exclusively virtual for a while and you had to learn a new technology, whether that's Zoom, whether that's Skype, whether that's Teams, whatever platform people were using. Right you want to make sure that you're able to adjust. And unfortunately, some people aren't. And you want to make sure that you can adapt to a change like this, which is very mm -hmm. difficult. And yes. how do you recognize that in your team and try to help them through that? And how do you recognize that in yourself as well? So look for those different indicators to help you understand about yourself as well as about them to see if there's challenges or issues in, in dealing with all of this. I mean, if you reflect and you think, how do I feel when I have to do a Zoom call? Or how do I feel about how all of this is manifesting around me? Is there more tension? Are you feeling a little bit more agitated? Or is this something where you're like, Honestly, this is great. I, I never really wanted to be in front of a lot of people and I really didn't like my commute. So now I can sit here, do the work that I need to do. I mean, find the areas that are really joyful for you and really focus in on those. But then in the areas that you do feel a little bit of tension or anxiety, ask yourself, well, you know, what's causing that? And if you're working with your teams and you can tell that there's some tension or some anxiety, one-on-one uh, -on -one having conversations, you know, about honestly, how are things going? How are you handling all of this? Uh, what are some things that you can uh, do to address some of these things? And really be of value, be of support to everyone. I, I think that's one of the bigger things here, this sense of community. Right. And I think that's no different than, you know, previously before all of this, what you should be doing, right? right. I know I had kind of blocked off on my calendar lead by walking around mm -hmm. and can't really physically do that. I remember in the beginning of this when we were still in the office and going in and there's not too many people there and the people who are, I used to be able to just go up to their cubicle and just say, Hey, how's it going? And I had to completely stop doing that. And you know what a, what a wonderful um, extrovert I am, but I did enjoy that. That's something that I enjoyed, you know, during my work day, just going by seeing how people are doing so I had to figure out, well, how do I model this in this new environment that we're working in? So it's just a lot of pinging people virtually and say, hey, how are you doing? Or if I notice one of my team members, like you can tell, right? You start to sense people's voices, they're changing right? or, you know, different things where you're like, wait, something's not quite right here. So you just pick up the phone, pick up the, the link, Skype, whatever, and talk with them, say, hey, you know, how are you doing? I noticed... You know, you weren't, you know, you, you seem something's like something's wrong. So how can I help? And like how you were saying, I, I think one of the things I've learned to say more or I've ended up saying more is what do you need from me to show you or to, to provide support for you? So how can I, uh, we talked about this before, how can I help you? Right. How can, Absolutely. yeah. So doing that and making sure that you're still having those connections. I think it's those open-ended questions. How can I help? What can I do to help? How are you feeling? Uh, I noticed this. Why is that impacting? What, is, what about this concerns you, et cetera? I mean, having open-ended and honest questions uh, about really how we're feeling, that, that's really staying in front of your audience and, and being uh, relevant to them and having them feel like they are relevant as well. Because, you know, day in, day out, 
having a little bit of isolation could be a little bit uh, maddening for some or joyful for others. <laughs> but still having that ongoing connection, I think, is what's important. Right. Uh, which is what the, the second tip really is about, is connecting with loved ones. And th this whole idea about, you know, I'm going to shoulder everything that's going on. I'm going to be able to grin and bear it and move forward. Uh, or I can't show weakness or vulnerability in front of friends or family and others. That could be a great way to cope temporarily, but in the long run, it could be very challenging to really you know, work your way through all of that. So connecting with loved ones, similarly to how you were reaching out to colleagues in the workplace, how are things going? What are you working on? You know, how is this impacting you, et cetera? Having those same types of conversations with family is great. Right. And I think it's been interesting because we've been living here for, what now, 14 15 years. Yes. Moved moved here to DC from Texas. Oh yeah, so then even longer then. Yeah. Right. So we've we've already been far removed from many of our family. Mm -hmm. And we have never talked to them more than right now during yeah. during COVID. We've Zoom had calls virtual and, uh, game nights. Right. I think for my birthday we did a virtual game night and it was so cute because they everybody dressed up like a an Audrey Hepburn character, which I love Audrey Hepburn. Um, so and why wouldn't she? She's awesome. <laughs> right. So that was really neat. So everybody came dressed up um, and we had a virtual game night. We did that for Halloween. You know, we, we've been doing this regularly. I think our holiday party was also really fun. Right. Too. Our holiday party this year, we had to scale it down, which was really difficult because usually we, you know, invite so many people that we want to, you know, celebrate with, but we had to pare it down because we were doing it virtually this year mm -hmm. and a little bit different, but it was really neat. We had Zoom breakout rooms. Zoom breakout rooms, different sessions, competitions, trivia. You know, people trivia, people sharing experiences and all that. We created uh, little gift care packages and we had them sent to their homes. We had um, pizza delivered, uh, some of our family members, right, our, because our producer. Because it was Home Alone themed, yes. right? So the 30, 30th anniversary of 30th Home Alone. Anniversary. Can you and and we're all home alone celebrating Christmas this year. So everyone got, got a lovely cheese pizza just for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and a Pepsi. Oh, of course. Yeah. Go easy on the Pepsi Fuller. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean that that I think is the, the big thing. Uh honestly, we even thought about it for a while. You know, gosh, do we not do this because of the conditions? But we thought it's important that we continue to connect with loved ones friends, family, others. And this was one of the ways that we thought about still really making it happen. And it worked. Right. And I think even in during the summer, right, there was a, you know, your birthday. And we also celebrated that in a social distance way. We had a little... What, the car, quarantine parade. Yeah, the quarantine parade for your birthday. Um, I know we made little face, oh, but we don't have it. Your little face on a on a, on a stick. stick. Exactly, and that's actually a good thing. My head on a stake is actually, you know, kind of a scary thing. But here, it was so cute because it was my head just kind of like cut out, and they had them on like little painting sticks, and so people were just like waving, you know, the face around. It was just really nice. Uh, but things like that. I mean, if you were to think about what is it that you do as an ongoing thing with friends and family and others, and how can you address it in a way that really is meaningful for you and helpful for them? Uh, it just takes a little bit of time and or creativity to think about how to do this. But again, the biggest and most important thing is that connection and open communication. Absolutely. So the next uh, area of advice that we have for you guys is really to connect 
with your passions. Um, you know, that's one of the big things overall here at the GovGeeks, we really coach this principle about being purpose driven or purpose oriented, finding out really what's important to you. And so when you find that in what you do in your work, there's a degree of fulfillment that's there as well. So perhaps now that you're here or you're experiencing whatever COVID is thrown your way, maybe it's a great opportunity to really connect with what you are passionate uh, about. And for me, honestly, that's that's been a lot of coaching. I, I've really enjoyed even more than I've ever enjoyed it before because I've had a chance to do it more often and it's been so rewarding and fulfilling. Right, and you've even connected with like D&D. Oh, absolutely. And you would have the in-person D&Ds, which were maybe on a monthly basis, I think. They weren't as often. Got it weekly. Yeah, weekly now, virtual. So I think even you know this week during the holidays, you're still doing it. So it's something yeah. that's important for you. And honestly, it's meaningful for, for all of us. And I was just texting uh, some of the people that play with us, just how much I appreciate and I'm grateful for them. Because uh, at the very beginning, we're all kind of getting online and we're sharing how things are going, uh, what's happening in our lives, what are you experiencing? Uh, we have fellow public servants that are on this, uh, this team here as well. And so we just have the chance to connect uh, and be there for one another, uh, which again has been very rewarding and very fulfilling for me. Right, which I think, especially as you know, an extrovert, that's something that you definitely need. You know, in the beginning, on the beginning, it was very difficult for all of us. I I broke down many times, just overwhelmed with things, Um, and I know it was hard for you to just not have that interaction with with everybody. Very much so. I'm a very much a empathetic outward facing person uh, on all of the assessments that I've taken. Uh, if it's, you know, your uh, skill finder, if it's Myers-Briggs, if it's our energy leadership index assessment that the GovGeek shares with you as well. Um, I'm very much a person that values harmony. I have a large degree again of empathy. And when I'm disconnected, it, it really is harmful for me. Um, so solitude vivifies, but isolation kills. And solitude is a self-chosen place where you are like the fortress of solitude, the Superman, of course, uh, goes to reflect, to re-energize. But isolation, when you are removed, when you need that connection and interaction, can be harmful. So, And I'm grateful for you, of course, for allowing me to continue to connect in in so many ways. Uh, That's been very fulfilling. I think that's why your birthday was so important because... All right, we could do a Zoom, we could do some sort of virtual thing, but I know you needed some sort of interaction with people. So it was great having them drive by, say hi to you, um, with your face looking right back at you. (laughs) And in true true Javier form, he was late to his own birthday parade, so it was great. Oh, I I, I know, right? (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? Well, we wouldn't expect anything less, but, but I knew that you needed that at least some form of interaction with people so you could see them. And, you know, um, I think it turned out really well. But well, what about your passions? Karen? How have you connected with your passions over this, uh, this time? Um, that's a good question. I think in the beginning, it was a lot calmer. I was taking time out to walk the dogs, um, you know, take the, the girls with me. We would all go for a walk um, in the middle of the day, right? Unheard of. Um, take time away and do that. I, I will say it has gotten a little bit more difficult because I think the home and work is definitely bleeding a lot into each other right now. So I'm trying to get that balance back. Um, 
but I know painting, drawing, mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, swimming during, um, you know, when we had warmer weather, that was helpful until I broke my toe, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know how you break your toe during swimming, but I She did. was doing this beautiful like arabesque in, in the pool and she was spinning. And as she was doing that, her toe just hit the floor. So can you imagine how strong Karen is to hit her foot in such a way so strongly underwater as to break a toe? She's just amazing like that to her own detriment. And Didn't stop me from wearing heels though. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Vibranium heels. <laughs> and also I've noticed there's been plenty of other things that you've done here in the house. So, you know, as we're looking around all the four walls, we're trying to figure out, well, how do we decorate? What's important to us? And what do we decide to, you know, celebrate some more? So we're putting up picture frames and, and different things and art projects. Yeah, we painted the, the doors. Yes, that was really right? fun. We were, you know trying to figure out, well, what do we do? And the girls had a great idea to paint um, all of the bedroom door, all of the doors in um, our hallway, all different colors. And um, I was, at That's first beautiful. I was like, I was like, I don't know, all different colors. And they're like, yeah, it would be beautiful. So I was like, oh, yeah. you know, why not? So Took we- Took it off the, the hinges and we added in special like borders uh, onto the doors themselves. So they, they look a lot more than just like pressed wood. <laughs> they look fantastic. But you know, that was a great uh, engaging activity with ourselves as well as our whole family and our girls. Um, and everyone's picking out the colors that they wanted. And of course, everything was like delivered here because of social distancing requirements. Uh, and just really taking the time to really express ourselves that way. So I, I think there's been a lot of passions. I know you mentioned how, and it was interesting because if you listen to what Karen was mentioning about how, well, you know, it was more like that then and now things are bleeding together now. That's kind of like monitoring what a person would say about where they are, or how they're feeling. But uh, again, Karen has been able to do so many great passion driven things where she's really found some of her purpose in this. I, I think that's just wonderful. Um, if, if I make an observation, uh, I would say that the relationship that you have with the girls is even deepened, not to mention those uh, with your family members and mm -hmm. others that you have a chance to work with. Yeah, definitely have been talking to family a lot more uh, because of all of this. So that's been great. I know we were able to attend um, a, a graduation Right. A so virtual graduation, virtual cool. graduation, which, you know, I don't know if we would have been able to actually travel over there, you know, during normal times. Right. But we got to experience that with family. And I thought that was really neat. So all all these little things that we've kind of done uh, to adapt uh, and still have that connection. But I definitely think connecting with your passions is a big one because, you know, you want to make sure that you're still having that passion to move forward which is important. Of course, that's definitely what's important. And maybe as part of the process, you realize if you're following your passion, that that is something more connected to what your purpose is. And so if you've been doing a job or an activity that you don't necessarily connect with as much, this is a great opportunity for you to figure out, well, how can I do more of this professionally? How can I connect with this a little bit more? And then having those open-ended conversations with family members and coworkers, uh, that can really lead to more fulfillment for you. So perhaps uh, what was more of a challenge or an adversity does have some silver linings uh, available to it, not to downplay the seriousness of uh, what the situation that we're in, but really there are some key takeaways that may be beneficial if you allow yourself to be open to understanding them and then listening to your own needs. Right. And I think um, even adjusting what your passions were, because I know we enjoy 
planning our parties and doing all sorts of creative things. And I awesome got con. Yeah. Dressing up for oh awesome gosh, con. yeah. One, one, one of these days we'll get back to that. <laughs> um, but I know I've even applied that to work, whether it's uh, I had to create a virtual baby shower. I'll just bring this into the camera for a second, just because. So yeah, I mean, cosplay. So we have Stormbreaker here, uh, just for fun, following along some passions and everything that we Which have. I don't know if that's, that seems way bigger than it should be. But. <laughs> it is a very large, but it's also fun. It goes perfectly with Mjolnir. Uh, I'm just thankful that I'm worthy enough to be able to pick this up. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so those are our three tips for staying relevant during COVID. The first, again, is stay in front of your audience. So if this is uh, your supervisor, if these are hiring managers, if this is your team, it's really important to really stay in front of them. Number two, make sure you're connecting with loved ones, asking open-ended questions, being available, uh, really understanding their needs and concerns, as well as reflecting on yours as well. And then lastly, connecting with your passions finding out what's helpful for you, what's joyous, how you can utilize that and how that can spur even more growth for you. I think when you combine all of those three together, it's really easy to stay relevant. And you know, what's interesting though, Karen, is that this is an important set of tips for the pandemic, but also how wonderful are these tips to use at any time really? in pandemic or outside, connecting with people, connecting with your passions, having open-ended conversations with people that you work with. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, they're relevant regardless, but Absolutely. I think even more so right now when we don't have that interpersonal ability many times. Absolutely. And so many struggles that many of us are going through. So we have just a couple of minutes left for our show today. And uh, like always, we ended by going over a couple of questions from the Gov Geekdom. Uh, some great conversations that we've had recently with our clients. We wanted to share them with you uh, and just general topics of conversation that also we've had during our presentations. So this first one here is, uh, how do I inspire my team? So Karen, how do you go about inspiring those that you have a chance to work with? I don't know if I inspire anybody, but I think I strive to be honest, be myself, and be authentic. And hopefully that helps to inspire some people, but I think that's the main thing I look for is just be authentic. Authenticity is important. And second, uh, how do I work with a micromanaging boss? Get another job. No. <laughs> No. If that's important to you, and if you're really not connecting, uh, other people may love having a micromanaging boss because they need to have very specific details, direction, guidance that's provided. And really, it's just what is the best fit for you? And if the word micromanaging has a negative connotation for you, then perhaps that means that some reflection on what is valuable for you and how you can find that in another position or another line of work or perhaps in what you're doing that you're passionate about. Uh, would allow you to really enjoy that environment. But yeah, it's all about that connection and self-reflection. Uh, other uh, tips I would suggest, I mean, create timelines, timetables, lists, uh, other things to keep them informed and engaged so they're aware of what's going on. Uh, make sure you capture all the goals, directives, and instructions perhaps that you've been given by the supervisor, and then make sure that you're going through and following them. So if they continue to micromanage, you can say, we agreed upon these items, timelines, procedures, steps, 
I've completed them in this fashion, as you've suggested. And that's just a great way to continue to have that conversation. And then maybe even ask an open-ended question. How is it that this is going to best serve your needs or the goals of the organization? Uh, how is this task or this timeline allowing me to be able to do the job that that's necessary? Uh, what are some other strategies that you could suggest that will allow me to do this job more effectively or efficiently? I mean, having these types of conversations, I think, are very helpful. Right. I think that's the key point of it is to have that communication with your supervisor to make sure that they sometimes the supervisor doesn't realize how much they're micromanaging. Right. So it's important to have those conversations and provide that feedback as well and how you can help what you can do to ease their mind on certain projects. These are great questions. Uh, maybe we'll have separate videos just on these. Uh, please go ahead and comment, like, subscribe, etc. cetera. Uh, if there's this information that you'd like some more content on, we're happy to produce that for you. Um, in the meantime, this comes out live on Thursdays here on Facebook Live. Uh, and then we also produce it for YouTube as well as our podcast available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, it's a great way to stay engaged and informed. That comes out on Mondays. Also, again, we have our GovGeek Challenge that is coming up towards the mid part of January. Uh, here, you'll go over resume development, career strategy, interview prep, all of that great stuff in just 14 days. So if you're thinking about, reflecting about the new year, where you are in your career, what more that you'd like to do, we're really happy to be of value and of service to you there as well. Uh, go to our website, thegovgeeks.com. You can sign up for our GovGeek community. Uh, and you, uh, when you do that, you get automatically registered for uh, our free online course that we have for you. Uh, it comes with great tools, tips, strategies for resume writing, not to mention uh, a video um, course as part of all of that as well. Links. There's plenty of great things on that. Uh, yes. And on LinkedIn, thank you so much for our producer, Adiana, to mention, we have our nine strategies for resume writing on LinkedIn that comes out every Wednesday. So hopefully you're able to sign in for that and see those tips there as well. Each one is only like 10 minutes, but it's super helpful. It's information that once we started using it, our careers really started to take off. So we wanted to share them with you. So that's it for our show. Uh, Karen, do you have any other thoughts uh, on this whole topic about how to stay relevant during COVID? Well, I think you just need to continue to be safe, check on your team, and adapt. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your service. We really appreciate your time. It's been fantastic, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.